Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Welcome to the Falcoholic News Update, your weekly source for Atlanta Falcons news on the SB Nation Podcast Network. I'm your host, David Walker, and let's jump straight to the news. Our first piece of news is a somewhat surprising announcement. Uh, it's it's an announcement that the, the Atlanta Falcons actually made through their own Twitter account, and this surprised a lot of people because in recent memory, I cannot think of another time that they've done anything of this sort. They announced that they would not be re-signing Vic Beasley in free agency. Uh, now, obviously, this is a name that gets a lot of fans fired up. Uh, he, in many opinions, uh, shouldn't have even been brought back under his fifth-year tender in the uh, 2019 season. And now the team is basically saying that they're going to let him walk. Uh, it's one of the only times I can remember in recent history where an NFL team made any comments about uh, a free agent, whether it was someone they were pursuing or one of their own players that, they're, that they were going to let walk in free agency. Uh, so this is a, a little bit surprising to see the, the team announce this. Uh, this could be uh, placating uh, fan concerns about where they were going to spend uh, free agent money, especially with the potential contract for Austin Hooper looming. Um, but again, uh, this was after Beasley had eight sacks this year, eight tackles for loss, 42 total tackles. Uh, he didn't have a bad season, but I think for a former first-round pick, uh, this he obviously did not work out as planned. Uh, so interesting news. He will more than likely not be a Falcon uh, in 2020, according to the team itself. On those same lines, however, a rumor came out this week about uh, Dante Fowler, who was taken in the same draft class as Beasley. Uh, and Fowler has uh, been linked now to wanting to play for the Falcons. Obviously, he went third overall uh, to the Jaguars in the same draft class in which the Falcons picked Beasley. Uh, he was traded uh, eventually to the Rams and is now a free agent. Uh, and he had a good season last year with the Rams, but uh, he was uh, a bit of a disappointment for the Jags, did not turn into the elite player that uh, they hoped he would be. Uh, and there's a link with Dan Quinn. Um, when Dan Quinn was at the University of Florida, uh, that was uh, he was a factor in bringing Fowler there. So uh, there is a link. Uh, obviously, uh, this one remains to be seen. Fowler is, despite the fact that he has not lived up to the draft billing, will probably get a decent contract in free agency. Uh, so it's hard to see the Falcons uh, going in big on him financially, especially with their tight cap space. But this is something to keep an eye on. Uh, it's possible the Falcons walk away from Beasley and land another pass rusher from that same draft class in Fowler. Uh, with Mike Malarkey having departed, uh, having retired as uh, a coach in the NFL, uh, the Falcons have now promoted offensive assistant Ben Steele to be their new tight end coach. Uh, he was an offensive assistant with the Falcons last year and worked closely with Mike Malarkey. 
Uh, when Malarkey decided to retire from coaching, uh, Steele made uh, the most sense uh, as an internal move. Um, he has worked under Dirk Cutter in the past, uh, having worked with players such as O.G. Howard, Cameron Brait, and Tampa Bay. Uh, so he, he brings some experience to the table. Uh, hopefully he's going to uh, reignite that tight end position if the Falcons walk away from Austin Hooper uh, this season. A big congratulations goes out to Ricardo Allen, who has been named the Falcons Ed Block Courage Award winner, uh, which is an award that singles out Allen as an example of inspiration, courage, and sportsmanship. Some of the recent Falcons winners were Jack Crawford in uh, 2018, Leroy Reynolds in 2017, and Adrian Claiborne in 2016. Before we jump into the rest of the news, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. This is Advertiser Content, brought to you by Frito-Lay. Hello, I'm Chip Murphy, here to get you ready for the big tournament. Tonight we'll break down... We break down who will be cutting... Cut! What are you two doing? Sorry, Chip. Prez here got his feathers ruffled when I told him Ruffles has zero chance of winning the title. And I was letting Dip know that she is not taking into account Ruffles' iconic ridges. Guys, it's March. We have to start talking about the tournament. We are. It is the 2023 Frito-Lay Snack-It. We're talking about big-time matchups between Cheetos, Smart Food, Lay's, Sun Chips, and more. Just head to the Frito-Lay Snack Bracket and vote for your favorite chip, pretzel, or dip for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. This sounds great. Keep up the good work. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void wherever hit Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. And we're back with the Falcoholic News Update. Uh, next piece of news, Jake Matthews, uh, the starter for uh, the Falcons at left tackle, who has been inexplicably derided by many fans uh, over the years. He landed at number 96 on Pro Football Focus's uh, Top 101 of 2019. Uh, Matthews actually had a very strong season despite a uh, pretty poor start to 2019. Uh, per PFF, this is what they had to say about uh, Matthews. The Falcons' season was largely disappointing, but Jake Matthews remained consistently strong at left tackle after an ugly start to the year. His opening three games were the worst three of his season, and they featured two overall PFF grades in the 40s. But after that, he was the number three ranked tackle in the league. On the season, he gave up 28 total pressures, almost exactly matching his total from a season ago, along with an almost identical overall grade. So this is obviously uh, a recognition of Matthews being one of the better left tackles in the league. I think you could make a very strong case according to PFS's own metrics that he is a top seven, uh, top eight left tackle. And as some of these older guys begin to retire, uh, it's, it's easy to see Matthews moving into the top five in the league. Uh, so huge uh, recognition from the very respected uh, analytics site uh, for the Falcons' left tackle. Next up, mock drafts. We've got two for you. Uh, in the first case, we have got a seven 
round mock draft from our own Eric J. Robinson at thefalcoholic.com. It is his fourth mock draft for the 2020 season. Here are some of the highlights. In the first round, staying at 16th, the Falcons will choose A.J. Epinesa. We heard this name in the last uh, news update podcast, the defensive end out of Iowa. In the second round, uh, they will take Bryce Hall, cornerback out of Virginia. Uh, And with the pick from the Patriots, uh, Cesar Ruiz, inside offensive lineman out of Michigan. Eric also has a trade factored into his mock draft. So this is, he, he covers every round of the draft. He talks about each of these players, how they fit the mold for the Falcons. Definitely recommend you log into thefalcoholic.com. Look for Eric's mock draft 4.0. Take a look at all of these names. It's a really interesting read. Gives you an idea of where he thinks the team will go from a positional standpoint uh, and what they'll do in each round of this draft. Uh, Definitely some interesting stuff to see here. The second mock draft comes from the mother site, SBNation.com. Our very own Dan Kadar has a two-round mock draft on his site. And he has the Falcons also going at 16 with AJ Epinesa. Uh, And I think this is a name that we're going to hear the Falcons link to a lot over the next couple uh, of months as we approach the draft, as we go through the NFL Combine. Uh, and in the second round, uh, he has the Falcons going with Lloyd Cushenberry, who is an offensive guard center out of LSU. Uh, and then with their pick from the Patriots, going with uh, Damon Arnett, a cornerback out of Ohio State. Uh, so two very interesting picks. Again, uh, the first two focusing on the trenches, defensive line, offensive line. Uh, and then going back to cornerback, uh, which is definitely a need for this team, considering uh, some of the secondary issues they had in 2019. International news, as Arthur Blank has indicated that the Falcons will likely play the Broncos uh, when they go to London for one of their home games in 2020. Here's what Mr. Blank had to say about that London game. The NFL has had great experiences in London. Every game has sold out and the fans are full of energy no matter who's playing there, Blank said. Facilities are outstanding, so I really couldn't be happier that we're going back. We had a weird ending to the last game. We lost on the last play of the last game against the Lions, but we're still looking forward to coming back. I think we're playing against the Broncos, I think from what I've heard. I'm not sure, so we'll see, but we're excited about it. Of course, Mr. Blank was referring to one of the last games under the Mike Smith regime uh, in the 2014 regular season where they lost uh, 21-22 in the last seconds. Uh, And that was one of the worst games of the Mike Smith era. And arguably was one of the ones that sort of cemented uh, the fact that Blank would be moving on from him as head coach. So it looks like we will be playing one of our AFC games, one of our home games uh, against uh, the Broncos in London in 2020. Finally, some uh, interesting news uh, from the Austin Hooper front. Uh, Obviously, There are no details yet as far as negotiations between him and the team, but there are a couple of articles, again, at thefalcoholic.com. Please go check that out. We've got some good write-ups there. Uh, Number one, uh, Pro Football Focus uh, has warned against not overpaying Austin Hooper, not necessarily saying he shouldn't be extended. Uh, They argue, though, that his stats are a little bit inflated uh, due to uh, volume, due to the, the offense that he's in. But again, I think 
when you look at where Hooper is compared to players such as George Kittle, they're both great players. You know, obviously Kittle is maybe a little bit more of a matchup nightmare than Hooper is. Hooper probably benefits uh, from having other players on the field like uh, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley. And I think PFF's argument here is that he just, he isn't worth the top tier money for a tight end. Uh, so they say that he, that the Falcons should not overpay for him, uh, which is certainly one way of looking at that. Uh, again, I would argue that for a player who is second in targets on the team, you want to keep him around because he is obviously a favorite target for Matt Ryan. Uh, secondly, if Hooper walks, could the Falcons replace him with Hunter Henry? Henry is a player who uh, has tremendous potential, but has yet to play a full 16-game season with the Chargers. Uh, he is uh, maybe a little bit more dynamic of an athlete. Uh, but again, I think this comes down to availability, whether or not Hooper could stay, uh, or pardon me, whether Henry could stay healthy long enough to play a full 16 games, or if you're getting him for 10, 12 games instead of the full 16. And honestly, if you're going to pay Hunter Henry, it, it, it doesn't make sense why you wouldn't consider paying Austin Hooper first. Uh, so again, as the Falcons head into free agency in March, uh, this definitely is something to pay attention to. Uh, the Hooper situation, I don't think is is anywhere near done at this point. I don't I don't think there is an indication one way or the other if the team's going to let him walk, or if they're going to try to extend him. Uh, some of this could just be uh, the negotiation tactics between the agent, the player, and the team. Uh, so please keep that in mind. Uh, the the date to keep an eye on is in mid March when the new league year begins and he officially becomes a free agent. If they can get something done between uh, now and then, all of this will be a moot point. Finally, at thefalcoholic.com, we have an interesting write-up as we enter into free agency and we enter into the point where the Falcons start looking towards freeing up additional cap space, either for free agents or to get their rookie class signed. Uh, we have an article up, uh, a roundtable at the Falcoholic. Who is the likeliest cut for the Falcons? There are several potential candidates. Uh, I think you'll see several names there, which makes sense to you. Maybe a surprising name or two. Check out thefalcoholic.com for those write-ups and more as we cover this team, as we head into the 2020 free agency season, the 2020 NFL Combine, and of course, the 2020 NFL Draft. If you have questions or feedback, feel free to email us at thefalcoholicpodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at falcoholicpod. As for me, guys, you can find me on Twitter at FalcoholicDW. We'll be back in the next week covering any additional news and updates for your Atlanta Falcons. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time.